Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. How awesome is it going to be if next week we are talking about Tiger Woods playing Augusta? Oh. OutKick 360 rolls on across on. the OutKick network. So it was 18 months ago. That's the last time we saw Tiger play. And since then, since November of, uh, let's say, 2020, he uh, tied for 38 in the, the Masters during the COVID year. December, uh, he had surgery to remove a, a pressurized uh, fragment in his back, I believe, um, a disc in his back that they, they took care of. February of 2021, he had the car accident, and... November of last year, he speaks publicly for the first time about his recovery and how difficult it was going to be for him to walk around a course. And then he teamed up in December with his son, Charlie, and uh, he and his son, along with Justin Thomas, were playing Augusta uh, recently. So Yesterday. Yesterday. I mean, I find it really hard to believe. I, I wonder how he endured yesterday, how he's feeling today. But he made it quite clear Walking 18, and, and this is without talking about the torque and uh, and all that goes into your right leg uh, playing around a golf. But Augusta is a difficult course to walk. We've talked about this. We've yeah. all been there. It's much more incline and decline than it appears to be on TV. Walking that course twice or four times um, in four days of – highly competitive golf is is a, a, a challenge. I mean, we're not making it out like it's some athletic feat, but if you've got a bad leg um, and it's your first competitive round of golf back, it would be very challenging. I would be very surprised. I, 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 no, I mean, we'd all love to see it. I think it would be stunning if he's able to go to Augusta next week and play four rounds of golf, given what he's been through a near leg amputation situation about a year and a half ago. And he spoke very candidly about his own expectations being relatively low. Chad, he's, he's on the chipped and putt a lot. He said he remains on the participant list. 14 months after the car accident, um, the, he could be at the masters it is remarkable. And I, I've actually heard the opposite about now. It may be a little bit of a walk for us that are professional golfers, but there are a lot of golf people that say it is a very flat course. Right? Compared to most courses okay. on the PGA Tour. That's interesting. So I, I saw one of the main golf analysts tweet out, I fully expect Tiger to play if he's playing there right now because of how flat the course is. Um, I mean, look, just to participate in it is a feat. If you're Tiger Woods, 14 months after what we've talked about was a possible loss of a limb in a car accident and how violent that car accident was, it really is incredible. And it... The Masters are always going to have a special place 
in the hearts and minds of the sporting public. But when you add Tiger Woods coming off of everything that he's gone through, possibly to the mix, it adds that much more to it. 25th anniversary I, of his first win. I think, a, I think a victory for Tiger Woods would just be playing for two oh, days man. in it. But, I mean, if he were to make the cut, that would be remarkable. I mean, that would be the expectation of that is a huge win if he participates at all and makes it through a couple of rounds. But if he were to play and make the cut for the weekend, that would be incredible. That, that would be my expectation level. My expectation level is I'm going to be amazed if he plays and I'm going to be astonished if he makes the cut. He desperately wants to play, right? I mean, that, that's the, the competitor in him. It's who he is. But there's a big difference from going and riding in the golf cart with your son on these courses to walking the course. Um, I, don't, I, I, I won't put it past him, but I'm basing it off of you know, his, his temperament whenever he was discussing the recovery. He's like, look, guys, I, my competitive days on tour may be done just based on how difficult it was for him to get around. But he would have maybe, made, but could he be downplaying huge it? I, progress me, the last couple months? There's some discussion about him tamping down expectations by saying that, not publicly saying like, "Hey, I played my first full round" or whatever. And he's been seen at his home course, which is Medalist. He's been seen playing there as well. But again, like, um, I man, I I, I I want it to happen. It's I'm, I'm all for it. But I'm also not getting my hopes up on this. I think I think America is probably in the same boat if it's catching itself. Now, here's what I did think whenever I first saw this headline. If he can't play, they should have him be a part of the honorary start on Thursday. He should hit off the tee. With Jack and Gary Player. Gary Player, yeah. They've added uh, Lee Elder, maybe? I think that's right, yeah. Um. I wonder I, if they'd do that. I, I, I'm thinking about something you said, Hutton, about him downplaying it. I don't think he would do that. I think you, it would be pretty obvious that he's back. I think it would be very wise to go over the top. This was very serious. It was very serious. I'm not saying it wasn't. But I think when you hold media availability, I think it would just be a smart move to go at the low end of what you can do the rest of your life and the rest of your life in golf. Set the expectations very low for the public. While in Tiger Woods' mind, I think he's absolutely believing he's going to get out there and be competitive again at some point well, that's, in time. But that's the key. He's not coming back just to make an appearance and play. No. Compete. This guy's coming back to compete at the highest level. But that's, he's also coming back knowing he's not going to compete at the highest level right away. But I don't think he comes back until he thinks he can make the cut. Like I don't, I don't think he just plays just to get going again. I think whenever he's ready to go, he's... One, if not 100%, he's pretty close to it. And I, I don't know where he is right now. No one does. Because, again, he remains a participant on the official look, Masters no side. No matter how he plays it in terms of strategy regarding expectations, he had bones sticking out of his leg and almost had a leg amputated. It can only be so good 14 months removed from that. And he's a physically fit guy and all of that. But he's also had a lot of other troubles you listed off uh, his well, physical difficulty he's got a broken down body for a guy at that age with that many swings he's, he's, in it he's you know but he's the goat so he i mean he he won a u.s open on a broken leg yeah and a torn acl and he came back and won a masters after all of this that chad was at what, yeah. yeah we didn't we didn't think that he was going to come back from all the back issues that he had 
And then I was, I was there at Augusta when, in 2019 when he wins the Masters. I, I'm not putting it past him to, com, to be very competitive again. I just don't see any way. It's, if he participates in the Masters, that's because he really wants to play the Masters because he loves the course and he knows the course. I'm going to be shocked if he's competitive. He could play well enough not the Masters. to – I think he would think he could play well enough not to embarrass himself. Yeah. But well, not, that, not, that's, not to that me, that's win. the – to Hutton's point – Yes, if he's going to do it, he wants to ultimately be very competitive doing it. I don't think he's going to do it just for show, but I do think part of him would play the Masters if he feels like he's not going to go out there and embarrass himself because he really wants to do it. Yeah, he's not going to win it. It's maybe the one tournament where that would be the case. Agree. I don't think he just does it at the Masters. I think he, again, like there, there is a standard of play that I think he would mentally want to reach. If he does anything, he plays the par three course on Wednesday. You know, or some, something. I, that would be amazing. Um, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just spitballing here. He, he can be involved in the week and not actually play in the tournament. And he hasn't officially said one way or the other. I, my guess is an announcement would come like Friday. This, this weekend, yeah. Yeah, for, like the weekend before things get rolling for the practice rounds. I mean, he's also physically withdrawn from tournaments before with all of his back issues. So he could give it a go and decide after a round. Well, that was a mistake. I'm not ready and, and back out. And I think everyone would understand if that were the case. Paul, we're about to have a streaming app for the, the NFL. At Apparently least they're, they're it, discussing was, it. it was talked about at the owner's meeting. Um, and you know, there is everything plus. Apparently this would be NFL plus. Why? Why is everything plus? <clears throat> I want to hit on this first. Come up with a good name. Why can we not come up with something different? Paramount plus Disney plus. Uh, ESPN Plus, now NFL Plus. Can we come up NFL with a different? Is there a, is there a reason that people automatically assume they just spend their money with pluses? Well, you get, so you got to keep the pluses going. Well, you feel and that's like you're getting it? more. There's a marketing reason for it. I would just love to get a marketing expert on to know why not one of these major companies could come up with something different like to extra? add on the end of it. NFL Extra smile. Fox me. did. Fox did. Yeah, Fox Nation. You know, is different. I mean, there are different ones. Hulu. Is an original one. Netflix is original, but all these There's big Hulu co- Plus companies. Though, isn't there? Yeah, Hulu Plus takes out the commercials, yep. so Hulu oh. has commercials in it. So I, it's like the Hulu Premium package that you're paying. I believe so. I believe it's called Hulu Plus. I think it's all the same service. Just one has ads and one doesn't. Yeah. Right? You pay more. Just come up with a different name. That's so. That's my soapbox. My understanding, on that. Hut, is that it would pull all kinds of NFL native content. Uh, I mean, there's plenty that goes beyond NFL Network, so maybe you would get, uh, you know, the Buccaneers feed if Jason Light's having a press conference or, you know, particularly when training camps are going on. You know, per- certain times of year are hotter than others, but say, you know, um, your team has a, a signing and there's a press conference, it could be on there. It could pull from 32 teams' media departments, and we know there's no lack of content from all of those, some teams uh, do an excellent, excellent job, but all teams do a uh, high-level amount of content. You could, it could tap into all of that written work, all of that video work, and do extra stuff on top of it. You could call it plus. Yep. Um, and uh, they think there's a money-making idea there for, for, for $5 a month. We know some NFL people would just subscribe, fans would just – Pay five dollars a month for anything with the with the with the shield on it, um, and and that would be something they they could market. I I would think there's money in it for them, and I'm surprised kind of that they haven't already 
done something. Well, they, they've had contracts, though, that have kept them from yeah. doing it. They, they hired Goldman Sachs last year to facilitate the next contract of all this. Yeah, so the options are, you know, they had the deal with Verizon exclusively in local markets where you could stream on your phone or your device the game through your local market. That extended to all service providers. Um, so as the contracts end and evolve, it seems to me the two options are th- that I've read about the NFL will partner with and or sell their rights to a major tech company, Apple, Amazon, someone. And then they'll have them distribute everything digitally that's an NFL property through a contract with them, which they've done a lot of that in the past, partnering with their, their partners. But that, maybe not even a partnership. It may be co-ownership. They're willing to, share, uh, to, to sell a yes. stake in their NFL media company. Yeah, they're not going to do it all on their own. They're going to do it with someone who knows what they're doing and has done it before. So it's a partnership slash... You get half, we get half, however you want to do it, but it's going to be NFL Plus powered by Apple mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. But this is not just video casts and podcasts and press conferences. These are games. I mean, ultimately, every game digitally is going to be on NFL Plus. So if you are a well, cut, that's worth a lot more than if five you bucks are a, a month. If you are a cord cutter, you're going to have to get NFL Plus to consume NFL properties. And that's, that's going to be how they're going to make a ton of money. It's a no-brainer that for the NFL to me, and their popularity. That worth a lot more than $5 a month if you're putting games in it. I thought this was kind of a layer on top well, it could for be, everything you want outside of games during the week. But it, it could <clears> be the, the red zone package or NFL Sunday ticket or whatever it is, but you, it's not for – it would be the same rule. The same rules would apply where if you're in market, you're blacked out on that. So yeah. if, you're, if you're in Chicago, you can't watch the Bears play the, the, on the, the, on the, the actual the app. The one taste I got on the of it, or the, uh, the one thing that I was perceiving was they're looking to maximize all this content they have from 32 different places, some of which, as I said, is, is of a different level than others. So I wonder if it would uh, force uh, everybody to get to this to this. Well, same you do level. you do all of that. I mean, if you're going to do this, you force everyone. They're going to take your money on this. You force everyone to go get it. What I mean by that is it should have 32 tabs of every team. And you go on there, and if you are a Pittsburgh fan, you can go and watch games from 20 years ago. You've got an entire catalog of every game past. You can go in and watch your team's shows that the teams put on Mm -hmm. weekly. You can watch exclusive access of your team. You pick your favorite teams. You watch it that way. There's a main screen that's got the biggest games of the week in replay that you can go and watch. If they're going to make billions off the live television product that they're already making through the networks and through their streaming deals, on top of that, if you could combine it, especially with one of these tech giants, into a this is now our digital platform, so if you don't have cable, you can watch the games here. We're going to charge you. I think it's going to be more than seven or eight bucks a month, maybe in the beginning, but it'll eventually be more. And you got access to everything, everything about your team, everything about the league, I don't know if it starts out with every game live because they're going to protect the rights of their, their networks and that, but I think eventually it grows to that or something like that for those that don't have cable, similar to the deal they did with Verizon for local markets. Well, they have something like that already with YouTube, right? With YouTube TV. That was a huge thing about the NFL Sunday ticket and Red Zone. I'm Wasn't it sure, because they couldn't I'm, get it? I, I remember YouTube no, TV people complaining they, they added initially. It back. They've added it back. And the other theory with all this is that this is just uh, a discussion point coming out of the NFL owners' meetings in order to get Verizon to pay more than what they're currently paying because there are not a lot of suitors for this package. 
And so when the deal's up or the deal will be up in a year, they want Verizon involved now and they want to spur action on that contract now to get them to come to the table. Which is completely possible and uh, the kind of way that the NFL would negotiate such matters, right? Well, they, I mean, they, to Chad's point, I mean, they, they're always looking for, you know, a, another slice of the pie, creating more slices of the pie. And everyone has a, has a piece right now. And all the major networks, um, streaming services want it. There's value there. And it's, it's the live product that sells. I mean, you, case in point, they just changed overtime rules because 51 million people were tuned in to watch Bills and Chiefs and left without one of the stars getting the football. By the way, did you see that nonsense? Roger Goodell said, we always uh, take into account the desires of our fans. <laughs> yeah, so your fans desire it in the playoffs, but not in the regular season. Right. So, so we're going we're gonna, to uh, take into account what our fans want well, that, some of the time. But that's also that my reaction to whenever they say this is for the health and safety and well-being of the players. Until playoffs, when you don't care. So right. you're just going to add it in. If it was so you know, unwise for the health and safety during the regular season, you're going to add it in the postseason. There's only the, a few uh, te- Come on. Only a few teams. Also, uh, about that helmet thing that they're going to wear, it's like a pillow on your helmet kind of thing for the first two preseason games and, and training camp at certain positions. And one of the positions that's not included is running back, which I, I, I think that's a huge miss. I, running backs have plenty of contact or the potential for plenty of contact, certainly in games. Um, I, I wonder if teams will just go ahead and give them to running backs anyway, but I didn't understand why running backs weren't included on that list when you have linebackers and a linebacker is going to come head to head with a running back in the hole a, a lot of the time. What if they so, do that? It's a penalty head to head at the line of scrimmage well, not while, head down, but while they're saying know, is uh, face to face leading with your helmet uh, against a defensive player is a penalty. Um, you're, these guys on the, in the trenches are leading with their helmet every snap. Yeah. But I mean, even a face up play, if I, you and I are face to face, why should the linebacker have that helmet? And the running well, back, again, not. it goes against what they're saying about how they're so concerned with the health and safety of the players, and they just feed this, you know, the, the same line over and over again, and they have all of us repeat it. And I'm just sitting here saying that's not true. If that were the case, these guys would be wearing this every single time they take the field. Yeah. And that's, that's not mandated. And everybody Well, if that was the case, it. we wouldn't have preseason games also. You could eliminate those even more, or you could play, you know, two hand touch yeah. in the pre where guys aren't hitting the ground in the preseason. If it's all about health and safety, it's not. It's a convenient fallback for the league. And somehow they got concussions down in the first seventeen game season, so they're touting the hell out of that, patting themselves on the back, which is great. Yeah, but I probably I know, coincidence as much as anything. Right. Um, hit us up on Twitter at Outkick three sixty. Coming up. We will discuss Deshaun Watson, details of uh, his contract, what it means moving forward for the Browns, and a Baker Mayfield scenario that I think he should openly, publicly be lobbying for. That's next on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Deshaun Watson has the fully guaranteed contract. 
He also has the no-trade clause for the duration of the five years with Cleveland. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network. Coming up, Brandon Wright will be in studio with us. That's in 35 minutes as we will talk UNC and Duke with the former Tar Heel. Um, Paul, they, I know Florio commented on this and uh, wrote a column about uh, what Steve Bashotti had to say, owner of the Baltimore Ravens, um, with the fully guaranteed contract. I think what Bashotti is saying is the same for the owners uh, across the league. They're looking around going, what did Haslam just do? Yeah. Because that's now the new bar for Team X in negotiations with a top 10 talent at the position. Yeah, we said Lamar Jackson is, is the next big quarterback who would probably be looking for this. Though it's odd, um, Eric DaCosta, I think, said at the owners' meetings, <clears throat> um, you know, or, or no, Bashadi, I think, said at the owners' meetings, well, oh, Eric DaCosta is not going to repeatedly call Lamar Jackson and say, hey, come in to talk contract. It's a very odd strategy that Lamar Jackson's using, but he's not – He's, he's not interested in talking contract, uh, which is kind of bizarre because most people in his position would be very eager to talk contract. Now, he's coming off a down season, but most guys like that would say, well, it's not representative of my entire body of work. I'm an MVP quarterback. Give me my money. Um, he's not doing that. But my point about Florio is this, and Florio's big on collusion. He likes to push collusion talk. So he says, Bashadi saying this, that, hey, Haslam's contract, for Deshaun Watson <clears throat> that that Bashadi or any owner would say this puts the rest of us in a bad, awkward spot is indicative of the league's tendency to collude and that they're colluding against this kind of guaranteed contract or that they're colluding against another Florio big talking point, this idea of having salaries tied to a percentage of the cap that a good quarterback should say, I'm worth... 16% of your cap, and whatever the cap is, my contract should go with that. Just because other owners use common sense or have similar ideas does not collusion make. And so, look, the Haslams went to a new extreme. If you two are owners in the league, and I'm Haslam, and you say, I don't like what Haslam did, that doesn't make you colluders. That doesn't mean that you're breaking federal labor law and somehow not doing what I did. Are you colluding against the rest of the quarterbacks in football because you see me as having gone outside the box and done something unusual? I hate that this conversation comes up every time. Chad, you're perfectly entitled to pay your quarterback and negotiate in good faith with your quarterback to what you think is reasonable. You're not obligated now to do what Jimmy Haslam did because Jimmy Haslam did it. And you're not colluding against the quarterbacks in the league if you don't do it because I make a bad business move? Well, to what Florio is claiming, the contract for Deshaun Watson shows that there's not collusion in regards to this. Yeah, you're exactly right. The fact that it, the, the moment it happened disproves any notion of collusion about what a contract can be for a quarterback because Jimmy Haslam went and did it. Maybe went rogue, but he did whatever he wanted, so there was no collusion. Everybody it, it else isn't obligated to go do it now. Right. Uh, just, you know. Well, like, here's an example. You know, if Colin Kaepernick were to sign with someone, that moment would disprove any notion of collusion to not sign the guy. Until the, and I don't think there's collusion. If, if Colin Kaepernick was Deshaun Watson, he would be signed. Yes. And I, I don't think there's, you know, collusion with this. I just don't think teams want him. They don't, haven't had to talk about it. They're just not doing it. 
But if you wanted to go on the league is colluding conspiracy theory on Colin Kaepernick, you could do so because he hasn't been signed. Deshaun Watson signing this contract proves there's no collusion in regards to this. I also agree with Bashadi that if I'm another owner, I'm pissed because the, the precedent is now set and you know every agent in the league, if you've got a young quarterback or you've got one of these top 10 guys, they're going to be coming in saying, oh, you told me it wasn't possible for years with some of these things and now look at what Now Haslam could say tough beans. Like, I, I did what's good for my football team. If it makes it difficult for you, so be it. Well, we're he partners, is saying that. We're partners By to a degree. It. We're one of 32 partners to a degree, one of 31, because Green Bay doesn't have an owner. But I'm not obligated to help you out with your quarterback con- contracts. That's your problem. Go deal with it, which is what everybody's going to do. Well, if, that's fine. If anything, the, the Watson contract and how this was, has all gone down proves that the NFL is the ultimate meritocracy. If you can play at an extremely high level, regardless of circumstance, background, or where you're from, they're going to sign you, and they're going to pay top dollar to have you play for, your, for that franchise. And they might even guarantee five years, give you no trade, no and, and give you the power to fire the coach, which is what we suspect he, he now has. But I don't think the next quarterback should get this. You know, if Brady and Manning, I'm going to be an old man right now, get off my lawn. If Brady and Manning didn't get it, I don't think Deshaun Watson should have gotten it. More power to him, I guess, that he he managed to get what he got. But I don't think that means Lamar Jackson should get he's it. He's going to get it. He he's going to get it because if the Ravens don't give it to him, someone else will. Well, they may say, go ahead, get it somewhere else. We'll go this direction we were talking about point, yesterday. He'll get it. We'll get We'll get a cheap in quarterback a and we'll era, pay big dollars in a to post Brady era with the number of owners that were just trying to do the same thing with Deshaun Watson. Lamar Jackson will get it. I know he's won an MVP. I don't think he's as talented as Deshaun Jackson overall. I'd, I'd factor that in too. But I get what you're saying. For the team that doesn't have a quarterback, he's phenomenally talented. He's a hell of a lot more talented than the people they're sorting through to try to solve. There. And and let's give Lamar Jackson some credit here. He's the anti Kyler Murray this offseason. Guy's been silent, which is what we want. Yeah. We were beating down the door for Kyler Murray to shut up and stop taking stuff off social media. When's the last time anything uh, was in regards to Lamar Jackson and him going into the final year of his deal? I, I think Bashad, he said he actually thinks that Lamar Jackson, now this is him getting in Lamar Jackson's head, feels almost unworthy because he's not achieved. Super Bowl, which is what he thinks he well, should be doing. That now, is the guy really, I give that contract to. If that's the case. Yeah, if that's actually his thinking, that's, that's a, a notch in his column. Well, good for him because it is, it, you're right, that is the opposite of mindset approach of Kyler Murray, for instance. I don't right. think it's that mindset at all. In fact, I think Lamar Jackson has played this really well. Um, at worst, he's going to be franchise tagged yeah, go the moving forward. Route. And he's already on the fifth year option this upcoming year where he's going to make $20 million plus, and the franchise tag will be the top five average of paid quarterbacks. So if he's looking at it, and there, there has been discussion, he looked at what Kirk Cousins did in, many, in, in Minnesota after getting franchise tagged in Washington. He looked at uh, what happened with Dak Prescott in Dallas. He's perfectly fine taking the franchise tag and waiting on the new and larger salary caps to roll in where the average per year is going to be around 45 to $50 million for him. 
rather than 35 or 30 million, which is what it would have been last year had he, you know, been under the same circumstances. He's, thing, he's about to he's, he's about cash to either way. cash in in a major way. The only thing about going that year-to-year route that Cousins did is that risk of injury, and he's more likely to yeah, get but, injured than Cousin was because but he's again, Paul, out if, on the move. If he signs last year, again, I think he's played it perfectly. If he signs last year, it's not a fully guaranteed deal. No. And it's injury-protected. He's on a fifth-year option that he gets that guarantee no matter what happens now moving forward. Yeah, but if he goes franchise year to year, so say he does two franchise deals like Cousins did before he was dealt, right? you're year to year there, so you're not getting the big bonus that's guaranteed. You're not getting the big bonus, but the $50 average is guaranteed. Once he signs that tender, he's franchise tagged. That's an injury guarantee. Yeah, for, for the one year, for that 50. But and my point is, if he signs an extension prior to the fully guaranteed money, he's that team can get rid of him and save all this cap money and move on. And he's just whatever is. You're always saying, let's see the real money of the contract. Well, I mean, he's he's going to stand to make a lot more money by waiting it out the way he is instead of just signing last year when everyone thought he was an idiot for not doing so. I don't disagree. And I also think he's somewhat devalued right now. I'd have trouble giving him the big contract right now coming off that season. But if he plays like he's capable of playing this year, he's going to be able to flex. Well, it's betting on himself. Yeah. We're also. in a we're in a a year where Ryan Tannehill's making thirty million. Yeah, I, I think like, he's going to be valued just fine at the end of this year. Yes, based on the other contracts we've seen for some of these other guys as well. And it, I'm with you, Paul. Position. I don't I don't think he's as good as Deshaun Watson, but he's a hell of a lot better than most of the league. Yep. And that someone's going to pay him that type of money for that reason. I I think so, and I think it'll be the Ravens. Um, Probably. They, they know how to build around him, and they did a smart thing to, they, to build their offense around they him. They drafted him, and the guy that uh, – they built their entire franchise around that guy. Yeah, smartly so. So I, I, it's hard for me to – this is the public negotiation going on, and they're saying, hey, Lamar, pick up the phone. And he's looking at it going, I'm, I'm getting 20 to $24 million guaranteed when on average I've been making like $2 million a year with you. As a, even as an MVP, I didn't ask for a, you know, a restructured contract after year three. In fact, he hasn't said anything. And the only thing he said publicly, I think, was all this discussion about how I don't want to be with the Ravens just because I'm not efforting a, a contract extension right now is false. I love the Ravens. Uh, I do think in the long run, it'd be beneficial to have an agent. Well, if, I, I, if he I'll, were playing this, this in though. the public... It, it, the way he's handled it, though, is, is it's fine. masterful. It's fine. Yeah, if he's just getting tagged, he doesn't need an agent. If well, he's getting a long-term this is, deal, he does. This is going to be good. me now. I'm going to sound like the old man like, like you were earlier, Paul, on this. But, I mean, isn't that every trope that we love about team sports and leaders? The fact that we're hearing that, you know, he thinks that maybe he's not quite worthy because his team hasn't accomplished enough yet. He's been silent where others have been very loud, haven't heard a peep out of him. He doesn't have an agent. Uh, because he's all about the football side of it. I mean, these are reasons for me that I think he's going to get paid and, big time. And, the and money, it's gonna help. that's all this is going to help. Keep in mind, if he plays on the franchise tag, that counts against your cap 100% yep. that year. They can't prorate this and move it down. It's not beneficial to the team at all. And as of right now, Joel Corey says that right now he would he would say the exclusive rights number will be around forty three and a half million in twenty twenty three.
for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's he's scheduled down. to make 24 this year. He's average last year was 1.7 in salary. Their economics change. And right and he's getting a 120% raise if he, if he waits it out another year after that where he would make $54 million in 2024. This, the, the, I would say he was the fact that he doesn't have an agent would have been a factor had he signed a contract last offseason. That's when you take advantage of a player without an agent if you believe it's going to hurt him. The fact that he's played this the way he has, it's going to end up making him a lot more money long-term. Yeah, look at what the Braves did with Ronald Acuna and Ozzie Albies. That, that's a team that took advantage Ford of a guys. generous situation and got guys long-term that could be, at least one of them, the highest-paid player in the game. And it's not going to be because of a very favorable contract to the team. It's abusive. This is not uh, for Lamar Jackson. It's not abusive. It's abusive. They're, they're making, still making tons of money. Abusive. But there's with Lamar Jackson's the opposite side of that if this pays off this bet on himself after this year. Well, and, and again, he, who knows? Maybe he signs an extension tomorrow. But the, the discussion last offseason was because we were discussing him and Allen and um, uh, Mayfield. The order. Yeah. And. It, the, the talk there was the, the Ravens had not presented him anything with anything more than like 30 to 35 million over a five-year deal annually. And that's when all the talk came in about, oh, you know, he needs an agent because this is top money for Lamar Jackson. Who's going to sign first kind of thing? Who's going to set the market? Well, by waiting, he's guaranteed himself 40 to 45. He's making 10 million more per year on the tag than what he would have on the best offer a year ago, according well, to reports. While the contracts some of those other guys got go towards raising that tag. Raising his tag. And then the ultimate raising of the tag is Deshaun Watson's yep. latest contract. By the way, while we're discussing that, let's go back to what Goodell said yesterday. It's not going to be paid uh, a, a, a paid leave where they're going to put him on the commissioner's exempt list. They are going to either suspend him and whatever is within the CBA, uh, with a collective bargaining agreement where they can suspend him you know, and, and fine him, whatever the total fine is, who knows, and whatever the fully uh, suspension uh, list would be, like the, how many games, we don't know. They're, it's all or nothing. It's not going to be, uh, oh, we're going to place you on the exempt list now and wait until this investigation is over. They, he admitted that it's, he's able to play until he's not. More or less saying like, until the investigation is complete, it's 100% go for Deshaun Watson. That's the how I investigation, read it. And the league's investigation, I think he said, they've talked to 10 of the women. Or, or somebody had sourced that the league has talked to 10 of the women. Is so, it the 10 that filed criminal charges? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's specified. But they have more substantial stuff in their Watson file than we imagined. Of course. I mean, I, but I, I'm surprised some of that hasn't leaked. Usually, if they have an investigation going, there's some, some hint of, uh, of which way they're leaning. I'm which shocked way the by the blowing. lack of reporting throughout this story. Yeah, I've right. said that from yeah. start yeah. to Hutton's, finish. Hutton's it's been, been bad. It's yeah. amazing to but, me. But we've been talking about reporters reporting on the Watson case. We haven't specified stuff coming out of the league's case, which usually that's, you don't have to report that. The league's handing that to somebody, right? Yeah, well, they to Rappaport it, or to Schefter. Well, when they want it out there, it's being leaked and reported by someone. Yeah. But clearly, whatever they're finding out, they just don't want out there at this time. Yeah. Because they're which means waiting what? on the legal process. It's not very strong one way or the other. Or it's but very I, strong I in one this, direction, yeah. just like it was for the grand jury. 
Paul, I asked this yesterday to Hutton uh, when you were here, but I'm going to ask you now as well. Is this an admission from the league, even if they're not outright admitting it, that they made mistakes in the past by judging too quickly and suspending too quickly and not letting a process run its course? Well, I think it's an admission of the league. And look, this ultimate decision is made by some arbiter. Um, and then Goodell's got rubber stamp power. He gets to adjust it. What's the word I'm looking judge, for? Judge, jury, and executioner. Well, yeah, but he's not the initial judge, jury, and executioner. Somebody else makes the decision, and then he gets to it's like veto power, rubber or stamp it. Yeah. yeah. So I think Chad, the whole thing is they know they went too far with Goodell and the and the personal behavior policy and all of that, and all of this is just reaction to public reaction. Right, And so for a long time, people were like, these guys are out of control. They're getting away with murder. I don't want to watch these bad dudes, this handful of bad dudes on the field. And so the league's like, all right, well, you know, we're going to start, you know, uh, being being judge, jury, and executioner on this, no matter what the legal system said. And they've they've done that maybe too far. And now people are like, you know what? The league is way too heavy-handed with this stuff. What about the legal system? And now they're pulling back. Well, but they were facing that type of criticism even when they levied a suspension to Ezekiel Elliott before the legal process played out. So something else has changed in here. Maybe it's all of the cuts they've taken with this leading to this high-profile case, and they decided to wait back. But it's, it's just it's interesting that it's Deshaun Watson with this that now the league has decided to say, whoa, let's – Let's hold on a minute. Yeah. And Let's Ezekiel not act Elliott. rash. Let's let the legal system play out where there are other examples that they didn't need the legal system to take action. Ezekiel Elliott's the right name. That's the biggest example here because there was no guilt. Uh, I mean, there, no, it, nothing came to head there. There were accusations Let me clarify, too. I, and they suspended him based on accusations. I yeah. agree with the league on this. I, I, this is the approach they should take, is to let the legal system do their work and then come down with a suspension so I am for the league waiting back on this. It's just odd timing that after they've done this with other people, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, two that come to mind, then suddenly Deshaun Watson has 22 accusers and they're nowhere to be found. And then when they are found, they say, we got to let the legal system play out. Maybe this is now what they're going to do moving forward and it's them not admitting it, but admitting it that they made mistakes in the past. I don't know. But I actually like this approach from the league. I don't think they can go back to it, Chad, because here's what happens. When, when a picture comes out of a woman um, with her face beaten up and the legal system's going to take a year and a half to sort that case out, you can't have the guy who's alleged to have done that if there seems to be reasonable evidence against him on the field for that year. And that's where they wind up in sticky. I'm somewhat sympathetic to them there. The legal system's going to take a long time the evidence seems to clearly indicate that the guy did it. Are you saying so until he's found a guilty, well, what's, what you happened, play him? What happened with Dalvin Cook? Because <clears throat> that's the issue you're alluding to. Yeah. The woman who posted the photo. Did Dalvin Cook get suspended? No, I he played. I don't know. So to answer what you're saying, no. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. He, well, played, out the, he played out the season. We all saw the photos. He denied it. Legal system hasn't played its course. There's some conflicting reports now about the woman's claim. And Dalvin Cook continues to play. It's not a great The NFL look. can do whatever the hell they want. And they've and said they that do. time and time again. I'm just interested in that they decided now with this case to go this route where they haven't in the past. What Baker Mayfield should do 
is next. First, though, the USFL kicks off on Saturday, April 16th. I'll be there. The USFL, the most family-friendly and affordable professional sports league. That's because the proof is right here. Tickets are just $10. Full day passes for Protective Stadium. $10 for the triple header on Sunday, April 16th, for instance. And with each $10 ticket, you can bring three kids under the age of 15 for free. 10 bucks all day pass. Come and go as you please. Same for week two and throughout the season. Uh, and just announced today, uh, a new USFL, NFL Films, and Fox Sports production teaming up to produce United by Football, a season in the USL. It's a 13-episode behind-the-scenes all-access pass to the storylines of the inaugural season. And it will debut an hour before the inaugural uh, first game, the, the kickoff on April 16th on uh, the simulcast between Fox and NBC. That will air at 6.30 Eastern, 5.30, Pacific, or 5:30 uh, Central excuse me, uh, on Saturday, April 16th on Fox. For more information, visit theusfl.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Some discussion that the Browns could just end up cutting Baker Mayfield. I'll kick 360 rolls on. Keep in mind he's on the fifth-year option which the Browns picked up, which is 18.8 fully guaranteed. Uh, no different than um, what Lamar Jackson is, a, is about to make. Um, and in, in, in thinking about that, guys, isn't the best case scenario for him to making the money he's making this year, which is more than certainly what he was averaging on the previous four, isn't the best case scenario to just go the Mitchell Trubisky route for a year? Find a team that you can go and be a very you know, expensive backup instead of going to a team like a Seattle where you're traded, you have a renegotiated contract, maybe it's a three-year type deal, and lose. And I say lose. like, Or you can go for one year in Seattle and lose. I, I think for him, a year from now, what's the attraction for Baker Mayfield compared to what it is right now, which is at uh, m- much lower than what I thought it would be? Are we talking... Uh, financial, financially what's best for him, or football what's best well, for him? Well, he's getting that money this year. The Browns are going to have to pay right. maybe, what is it, 18? It's so 18. I think you've got to get it down probably 10 for the taking team. I, I, I think because the injury this last year that he battled and not looking good, being out of sight would not hurt him if he was a backup somewhere like Trubisky where you didn't have to watch him play bad or don't know one way or the other could help him a year from now in the market of – Teams that saw a good Baker Mayfield and think, well, we'll sign him to be our starter. Similar to Trubisky, even a better version of Trubisky, I, I would say. Um, but there's a big value on going somewhere and just playing well. I mean, even if it's on a bad Seattle team or wh- wherever you go, he could still play well. And I think that from a football perspective, that's what's best for him. I don't know if that's what's going to happen, though, with him. I think it's hard to go to Seattle right now and play well with their offensive line. Well, they do have two fantastic receivers for you to throw to. I'll say that. Um, how'd, that how'd that work out for Wilson last year? Well, he was hurt. He, he was Beaten hurt. up. Um, 
I thought, you know, when I saw Andy Dalton go, and I know you guys talked about this last night, when I saw Andy Dalton go to the Saints to be the the Winston alternative, I thought, well, man, that would have been a good play. Baker yeah. Mayfield, to me, is more attractive than Andy Dalton, for sure. He's more expensive. Uh, I didn't see Dalton's money. What was it, like seven? Um, Maybe a little bit more than that. I mean, I would rather have Baker Mayfield there. To me... That's in between the situations you're talking about. So he's not going there to start. And if Winston does well, he's not playing. But if Winston falters, he's got a, a chance to play. Um, oh, I, I don't a, disagree with way, you. I think, I think he could Dalton, go there. Dalton, real quick, you, were, you mentioned seven. Dalton was rumored to make seven a year. He got one year, three million. Okay, Again, so, he's just so he's significantly he's going there. He's trying to pull the, cap the same thing that Jameis Winston did, where you sign for a year and then you, you know. Bounce forward. I think the jury's fall in, in on, on Dalton, right? Mayfield could have a, a, a resurrection. I don't disagree with you. It, it wouldn't be a bad thing. But I, I think he, he's not thinking that way, right? A guy's always thinking. And Trubisky wasn't thinking that way either last year. If he could have gone somewhere and played, he probably would have gone somewhere and right played. Now, I mean, right now, who knows? He may not, the Browns may have zero options and they end up cutting him. But... I would rather have every possible option open to me a year from now on free agency than I would having the Browns dictate where I'm going. And it's going to be to a franchise that either is drafting a quarterback next month or is in such dire shape that you're still not the long-term solution. More attractive draft solutions next year, I would think, across the board also. That's a fact. Brandon Wright joins us in studio at 6th and Peabody. We're talking tournament next.